0: Thank you for checking out the Missy Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as he makes all things new. We are excited to pursue his heart for the greatest city on earth and the center of the city. We're in a series, No Place Like Home. Uh, which is a reference to one of the most beloved stories in American culture, The Wizard of Oz, a story that was written one block from here. So this also gives a little more credence to us talking about it. But this is about the importance of community. And as we are still struggling through some of the PTSD and trauma of the pandemic, community is more important than ever. If I was a super villain, think of Thanos or something in the Marvel movies, I would not come in and trying to crush the world with all of my power and might. No, all I would do is isolate everyone. I would say, hey, you go over there, you go over there, don't talk to each other, don't be near each other. That is the way that I would attempt to attack The fabric of society. We really, really, really need each other. But we live in a world where our ability to be isolated is overemphasized. It's overemphasized by the fact that I don't even got to go to Blockbuster anymore. I can just watch a movie at home. All that I need can be sent to there. I can get all my food delivered home. I don't have to go to the grocery store. Everything that I could possibly need seems to happen without other human Interaction, But just as the Trinity was created by a community, so also we live and thrive through a community. There is no place like home. In some ways, our hearts are always wandering, always trying to find a true home. And places sometimes that we don't feel safe or we don't feel we can be intimate with each other or feel we can share from our heart causes to move in fear. Um, but we are called to be courageous in our community. This is not the exact way that this word works out, but I like to think of community as two words, communion and unity. Communion is our intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, and unity is us together as a body. You put them together, it is community. Now, it's other places that do mimic community, but I believe It was created to be gathered around Jesus. Therefore, it finds its best definition there. What is a community that isn't centered around Jesus? It's a club. It's a gym. It's a gathering of friends. These are all wonderful and amazing things. I'm just saying it's not the same thing as us gathering around Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is eternal. Never leaving, never forsaking us. Nay, I will be with you even until the end of the earth. There is nothing more solid than that. Even a mountain will be worn down by wind, by sand, by water. It will be worn down eventually a mountain, but Jesus will never leave and never wear down. Therefore, we are building our community around the ultimate rock that is Jesus where else should you start but from at the beginning then God said let us make man in our own image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all of the earth and over every other creeping thing that creeps on this earth so God created man in his own image and in the image of God he created him male and female he created them. 26 verses in, God creates us. Let us make man in our own image. Who is God talking about? Does he have some sort of mascot in his pocket or something like that? I believe he is talking about the original community that is the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all together in one accord, creating this earth. So God could say, Yes, me, God, and he could say, Us, God, in the same context, and it means something similar, the same thing that we would commune in community just as they have. The Trinity is the perfect community. Why? Because there are three in one. When you see one, you see the other. When you see Jesus, you see the Father. Also, it is not a competition. That is also a mark of perfect community. That there is not competition, but there is honor, there is love, there is trust. Trust enough that Jesus would say, I volunteer to go down to heaven to die for us. That is some trust in this community. It is trust that the Holy Spirit will come and be our comforter in person with us. That the Father would send his Son even in that regard. There has to be trust in the midst of community that honor and love would happen in a perfect state. Now, this community that is the Trinity, they are distinct and different, but there is not a hierarchy. But if I ask you to give me a hierarchy, I'm sure you would give me one that sounds like the Father, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit (laughs) someplace way down there. But like I've said many times before, I cannot anger a member of the Trinity by talking about another. I cannot um, disappoint a member of the Trinity by talking too much. Oh, I mean, they've been talking about the Father too much. It's time to get the Son in there. All right, they've been talking about the Son way too much. Let's Let's try to get the Holy Spirit in there. It doesn't work that way in this community that is beautifully symbiotic, Beautifully united. They represent community, right? Communion. Jesus is there. The Father is there. The the Holy Spirit is there. In unity, togetherness. The best things that we can do in our community, in our life, is mimic that perfect community. In communion with Jesus. I think of that word commune. um, And this is the second definition of it. It says to share one's intimate thoughts or feelings with someone, especially on a spiritual level. The purpose of praying is to commune with God. That this is what we all desire. This is part of the reason that we get married. This is part of the reason that we have these long friendships, that we can share our heart intimately with others, that we can show each other what we actually look like. This is a beautiful thing about community. That God has created us for. But we have a very competitive culture that we live in. We have a very um, culture that's meant to compare each other. Which is an enemy of community comparison. is an enemy of community. I couldn't possibly be friends with them. They have kids. I don't have kids. I have kids. They don't have kids. Uh, we're different socioeconomic levels. You know what I mean? We don't like the same things. Comparison is an enemy of community. It causes us to believe that there is no way that we could possibly be united in Christ because we are so different. This is the way the world thinks. And Netflix genres. <laughs> You're like, Roco doesn't belong there more of an action movie, you know, we we think in these divisions of genres, therefore we can explain how we're different more than how we're united. It's easy to say how I disagree with certain people, but how are we the same? And when we come and gather, even in a physical location, yes, I know, around Jesus, it means that we are being united and gathered together. And we're not concentrating necessarily on our difference. That it is us coming together. You know, before the pandemic, there was this thing that was called cancel culture. It would mean that when somebody messed up very publicly, that we would all shame them and proceed to never go to their business, never purchase their movies, never do any of that stuff. Now we actually live in a canceled culture. Why? Because of the pandemic. We are more likely than ever to cancel things, to not show up for things, to not be engaged in this way. Why? Because we've been convinced we have been lured into isolation a lot of ways. And the enemy loves, loves isolation. Loves isolation. All these Stories that we're hearing about people doing these horrendous things with guns and shooting and doing all that, I guarantee you they have been enamored and sunk in isolation. Because the enemy starts to speak to you things, and without any encouragement from somebody next to you, or to say, oh man, oh no, that's not not right, that's not you, that's something else. Without that kind of binding and fabric and community, then we come up with all kinds of thoughts one of the worst human punishments we have in america which specializes in punishment is solitary confinement 22 or 23 hours by yourself 1 hour outside no human contact crazy this pandemic has forced many of us for good reason to be isolated from each other and to not even uh should i go i don't know, I don't know. I don't really, I'm just not gonna, but there's something about us communing together in unity. It is a beautiful, wonderful thing that Jesus has made a way for us. And as we are dealing and returning from all this trauma and PTSD, we really have to deal with our human desire to isolate, especially if you're introverted. You're like, ah, uh, you know, I'll be honest, in the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, oh, yes. Cancel, cancel. cancel. Yes, this is wonderful. And then I go, oh, hold on. Now that we're not canceling anything, now I'm canceling everything. Now I'm not looking for opportunities to connect with people and to have coffee with people and to have dinner with people and to do all that stuff. I have to really confront that in my own heart, as I believe many of us do. This is in... Genesis still with Abraham, and it's in the midst of God sharing his covenant with Abraham. We know Abraham is a father of many nations, he's a father of three major religions in the world of um, Islam, of uh, Judaism, and Christianity. Abraham is a father, but this is right around the time when God is beginning to share with him and tell him who he's called him to be. And so, this is the Lord. Then the Lord appeared to him by the cherubim trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked; he still Abram at this time, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, and bowed himself to the ground and said, "My lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought." and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I will bring you a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, do this as you have said. I put this verse up here to show you another example of the Trinity. Abraham is saying, let me uh, speak to, he says, my Lord, My Lord. But it is three people, three visitors who have visited him. And shortly after, they give him the prophetic word that Sarah will have a child. At at which she laughs because it's a joke and because she is so old. But we know it takes 25 years from this day for Isaac to be born. 25 years. You're telling a 75-year-old man. That there is a promise of goodness somewhere. And he wakes up every single day going, oh, I know today is the day. He tries to make it happen on his own with Ishmael. Doesn't happen. But he knows that this promise of community. You will be the father of many nations on Father's Day. God was telling him that he would be a father and he didn't even have one child. (laughs) It's like, I mean, God. Many nations, has have got to start with one kid, right? I mean, I, I think I know how this works, at least one. Um, and then, community is a gift that maybe it takes 25 years to open. That slowly, these things are being revealed to us. The promise that Abraham had of his son, a son of many nations, and waiting so long for him to come to fruition, And that us together as we build and continue to walk in unity, that this is a gift that is constantly us being open and being open to it. And it's difficult because, you know, some things sound like a promise or other things may sound like a burden. That our connection with each other is the most valuable thing about us walking in community together and even sometimes when it seems like we want to go the other way continuing to knit our hearts together and continuing to find time in our schedule and continuing to cancel things so we can be together continuing to do all these things this is not a message at all that's meant to make anybody feel guilty if you are I apologize for that That's not what this this is to inspire you that when we are together, we are powerful. We are seeing Jesus and mimicking the Trinity. Even in our relationship to the Trinity, there can be our pathology as a part of that, right? If we have issues with our own earthly father, it may be kind of difficult for me to call God Father. If we've seen people misuse the Holy Spirit, maybe there's some difficulty. With me relating to the Trinity through the Holy Spirit. Or maybe we are raised Catholic and therefore the concentration on Jesus and all of his sacrifice could be something I don't know about relating to the Trinity that way. We all really gravitate towards and pick and choose sometimes the part of community that we would like to engage with. And me, you know, of course I love butter and I love the Holy Spirit. And I love Jesus, and I love the Father, um, but it's me embracing the fullness of community so I can embrace the fullness of my community. This is how I attack clicks or me gravitating towards a certain group. Oh, I'm just going to be with this group for me. I'm going to be with this group over here that it's about us embracing who we are in community. And I know it's hard when we've lost so much. We've lost friends. We've lost activities. They don't even sell bulk coffee at Whole Foods anymore. Like, man, what is going on in this world? (laughs) But we've lost so much in the natural way that we react to blues not being open to others in the community, not being open to new experiences, we can play things really close to the chest because of that. And this is a part of us moving through this. But I just hear God all the time saying, like, just stick with it. Just just keep believing. Just keep going towards people. For all of us, this pays dividends. Why? Because we get access to more than we can carry on our own. We get access to solutions that we may not just have on our own. There are times that I go to GC and things that I'm wrestling with and I come out of it I'm like, oh, it's clearer now. Or things that I come to church and I'm talking to people and hear about it, I'm like, oh, it's much clearer now community as a gift for us. And John Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that if you love that you love one another as I have loved you, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. that we would love one another. This is a beautiful thing about community, is that this is not just a fruit that happens overnight, but it is a fruit that remains. And I promise you, as we continue to sow into this soil, there is something going on, right? When things are growing, it's like, I don't know, man. I planted that seed. You know, you, you got to wait till Mother's Day around here before you plant anything. I planted that seed, and I'm looking at it right now, God, and it's like, it's Father's Day. Ain't nothing happening. <laughs> like, I need to dig it up. I need to replant it. I need to put it somewhere. But there are things that are going on beneath the soil. Just as God is doing things for us and our community, this, this is a great gift to be for us here. So my admonition, my encouragement, encouragement for you is to let your heart settle. Right? You know what that means? It means for us to be okay opening up our heart to each other and walking in intimacy together. That restless are the hearts and the legs of humans. We love doing, doing, doing so much. But can we let our hearts settle with each other, that we get more than just this banter back and forth, but we get an opportunity to help carry each other through the hard things in life, that maybe we haven't been in community as much um, or had that desire there, and then bad things happen, and it's like, oh, man, I really can't go back now. I don't have everything together. You don't have to have everything together to be with each other. No greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. That as we choose each other, even in this environment that we exist in, that we continue to gather around Jesus, communion with him that there's a couple of places I've been to school. I went to the School of the Art Institute here in Chicago, uh, and then I went to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in Redding, California. And in both places, I really found amazing community, people who would, um, who we had similar interests and passions and we could run together, we could go to, you know, the old folks home and and minister, we could, you know, go to art shows together, do all those sort of things. This is how this community here feels for me. That all of us walking together is something that I never, ever take for granted. If it feels like I'm taking it for granted, I am not. I love each and every one of you so much. Even those who are not here, don't come as often or whatever. I am always reaching out and and the hopes of us being together and being united continually. Because this enemy is a sucker, man. He's a punk. You know what I'm saying? All he want to do is talk to us. Oh, man, they don't know really what you're going through, man. Nobody understands that. You know, you know what I'm saying? You don't need to do that. It, the same, same tactics that he's been having for centuries, which is to pull us away from each other because it is so powerful. Like I talked about when we, um, In uh, Genesis 11 and 6, God said, I have to confuse their languages or nothing will be withheld from them. The enemy knows that God loves it when we're united. That even the perfection of the Son is mimicked by us revolving around Jesus. So my prayer for us today is that we would Resist our resistance to community, that we would be those who are ready to love and open our hearts to each other once again in intimacy and joy, even in pain, that we wouldn't have to get everything together before we show up, that we would show up fully as God has made us.